to tell you, it's really a very pivotal experience for me in my fly fishing career, such as it is. Uh, I had such anxiety about going because, number one, I, I had very minimal saltwater experience. I had heard, you know, that bone fishing was really tough, um, that they fight like heck, they, they run all the way to Cuba. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a lot of trepidation of anxiety about, am I going to be able to handle this? Um, the only female in the group. The only female in the group. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing in the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, coming to you from the Lance Chuck Camper Mobile Podcast Studio, Master Captain Angie Scott. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast. I'm sitting down here in Fort Myers, Florida. Where uh, you know we had the big hurricane come through not too long ago, and they've done a lot of work, at least in the area that I'm in, to get things up and running. So we're at Blue Way RV Village, and uh, everything's in full swing. They've got a whole bunch of campers set to check in on this, on uh, January 1st, which is coming up as we're recording this. And uh, it's hard to believe, I mean, there's already a whole bunch of campers here, but it's great to see that people are still coming down and supporting the community. And I have a very special guest sitting with me. We're, we're just outside the Lance Truck Camper Mobile Podcast Studio, and I have Stephanie Spell with me. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hi, Angie. It's so great to see you, and welcome back to Southwest Florida. What a great RV park. This is just amazing. It's uh, really beautiful. Uh, it's hard to imagine that just three months ago, 90 days ago, this was underwater. That yeah. They've done a great job with recovery, as, as the whole community has. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've been following them on Facebook since through the storm, and it was pretty amazing to see that the, the second the water receded, they were here. Yeah. Everybody jumped in. People that stay here, you know, came, were you know, a lot of people that stay here, they were hands-on, getting drywall ripped out, doing yep. cleanup, debris, whatever they had to do. And hats off to Chad, who's the manager here. Um, the swimming pools are running. They built a new pickleball court. Wow. I mean, <laughs> wow. it's even better than it was before yeah. the hurricane. So yeah. that's that's pretty amazing. And then we've got FK Your Diet just down the street from uh, us here. They do great work in the community. Yeah. Yes. So anybody hasn't heard of that, it stands for Foster Kids, but it's kind of a play <laughs> on words. Um, but right now they're giving away food for free. Um, they're just asking for donations if people are able to. And they were here at Blue Way every day after the hurricane feeding people. Um, so shout out to them, too. Yes. But so, so Stephanie, you're down in Naples. Yeah, right? yeah. I've um, been in Naples about 45 years now. Wow. So, you know, seen, seen a lot of changes. It's a beautiful area. Where did you come from? So, I grew up in upstate New York uh, in a little town called Woodstock. Okay. You might have heard about <laughs> Real it. Real famous yeah. little town. Uh, we spent our winters there, and we spent our summers on a tiny island off the coast of Rhode Island uh, called Block Island. 
and uh, my parents were both involved in the school system. So the day after school got out in June, we headed to Block Island, and the Labor Day, we were headed back to, to Woodstock. Um, during the summer, my dad was harbor master uh, nice. on Block Island, so you know, did a lot of uh, water adventure, fishing, lobstering, scalloping, sailing uh, and uh, in New York, uh, upstate New York in the winter. We did a lot of skiing and uh, fishing and adventuring in the Catskills. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. So you you enjoyed it as a kid? Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Some kids just they're just not into it. Yeah. You know? Yep. No, our, our whole family was was pretty uh, is pretty adventurous. My mom and dad are still with us. They they live out in western uh, Washington on the Olympic Peninsula. So they're they're in their mid eighties and still living an adventure life. Very cool. Love to hear that. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the Catskills, because I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't yeah. had many people on the show from that area. Yeah. It's just a beautiful area. You know, we're like 90 miles from New York City, um, but completely different from New York City. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a, the birthplace of fly fishing in the United States. So a lot of people think I grew up fly fishing because I, you know, grew up in the Catskills, but I did not. Uh, I've only been fly fishing like the last seven years, but I can remember riding the bus uh, to school and passing some of the famous little streams and rivers, and there's always people fly fishing, and it always just looks so interesting, um, and it's something I, I've always wanted to do. So about seven years ago... Um, my daughter, Jessica, uh, and I took a, uh, a weekend uh, women's immersive outdoor class called uh, How to Become uh, an Outdoors Woman, mm. uh, sponsored yeah. by the Florida Fish and Game. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, and then as part of that weekend, they're like, you know, two and four hour intensives of, um, you know, camp- about camping and hunting and you know, we learned how to field dress a dove and with, wow. you know, with, with really world-class experts teaching us. And one of the classes was fly fishing. And I, I am going to do that. Signed my daughter and I up. Had a great casting instructor. And, you know, a little, little cliche, but I was hooked. <laughs> so uh, I, I went home and, and told my husband, Steve, you know, you know this, this is just great. We've got to try it. He was really into golf at the time, and he was like, eh, I don't know. A couple weeks later, he and I went fly fishing, and uh, he hardly ever golfs anymore, let's just say that. And, <laughs> I love it. Uh, so he's, he's quite the angler now. Very cool. Yeah. So, all right, so lots of questions here. Yeah. Um, first of all, do you remember, because we talk about how to become an outdoors woman, that program a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of great thing, things throughout yeah. the country. Um, do you remember how you came across that event initially? I think it was on social media. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I followed Fish, Florida Fishing Game, and I think uh, they posted something about it, and I just you know, kind of cool. did a little dive into it and said, this, this sounds like something uh, uh, Jess and I would yeah. enjoy. Very cool. Yeah. I, I personally have not participated in yeah. an event yet, but. We've done three of them. Uh, okay. Because they alternate in Florida, they alternate um, between a, a, a site in Palm Beach County and then a site in the Ocala National Forest. 
So we've done both of those. Uh, and they're, they're just great. We made some lifelong friends and, you know, and, and fell in love with a lifelong passion now of fly fishing. Awesome. We'll put a link to their website in the show notes so people can go check it out and see what events are happening in your area. Yeah. Um, so hopefully you do have an active uh, how to become an outdoors woman uh, group in your area. And uh, yeah, great. As you can hear, testament. Yes. Great, great way to learn and yes. get into it and learn different things too. I mean, you may already know how to conventional fish and fly fish, mm-hmm. but do you know how to field dress a dove? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. You never know when that might come in handy mm-hmm. these days. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. For so sure. my next question was going to be, so after you did that and then you and your husband went out fly fishing that first time, yeah. did you go out on your own or did you hire a, a guide? We hired a guide. We had been spending a lot of time in Blue Ridge, Georgia about 90 miles north of Atlanta. Um, and uh, we noticed that there was a private water there uh, called Nuntutla Creek Farms. And um, we, you know, we called them, say, you know, we're new to fly fishing. What's, you know, how, how do we do this? And they said, we've got great guides. We've got all the equipment. because We had zero equipment at that time. <laughs> Uh, we have yeah. quite a lot now, <laughs> quite a lot. Seven years. Yes. <laughs> and um, so we, we we went there, and the private water had an absolute fabulous guide, uh, Danny Waldrop. He's, he's one of our dear family friends now. And he was just so kind and so patient and so much fun. And the water there was just incredible. We caught... You know, 24-inch rainbow trout in North Georgia, and uh, it was a it was a full day wade, and it was just an incredible experience. And uh, since then, we have uh, done so many blue ribbon rivers out west. Uh, mm. My husband retired about six years ago, and every summer he loads up his truck drives out west and spends the entire summer out west just driving from Blue Ribbon area to Blue Ribbon River. And uh, when I was working, I would fly out for two weeks at a time and and join them. Um, But that, I'll tell you, that one place in Blue Ridge, Georgia will always be so special Mm. to us. Great family-run business. It's been uh, in the family for generations. Um, Private water. It's about, uh, about three miles it's just pristine. Uh, so I imagine you've been back creek. there a few times. Yes, <laughs> a lot, a lot. Awesome. Uh, they've expanded to doing some float trips on the Tacoa and uh, Tuckalichi and the Hiawassee. Um, they have two fabulous female guides there, Cassie Sperling uh, and Emily Owenby, who's now the upcoming generation um, family that owns owns the uh the farm so yeah we've, we've had great experience there awesome um, what's really neat about fly fishing in north georgia as a floridian is you know we can drive there in a day mm-hmm. um you know yeah there's nothing like fishing out west but it takes forever to get out there uh so you know in a day we can be up in north georgia i think it's like the furthest south that cold water trout mm. 
you know, will, okay. will run. Um, and it's it's a fishery that rivals a lot of the the western locations that that we fish. So it's a it's, it's a great area. Nice. So these are uh, natural fish, like not yeah, stopped. yeah, wild. And I know yeah, that wild, wild is you know. You know, some people will say, well, there's no wild fish or no wild brown trout in, in the United States, and there never was. But, yeah, these these are wild. You know, they've got the white tips on the fins, and they're super, super healthy. And, um, you know, there's beautiful fish. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. I want to back up just a little bit. So you grew up in upstate New York. Yeah. What brought you down to yeah. Florida? So um, I'm the, the oldest of three children, uh, three, my two siblings, my brothers, and I'm the only girl. Um, and my mom was an only child, so I was very, very close to her, her parents, my maternal grandparents. I was very close. I was uh, kind of the reincarnate of my mother, I think, to them. <laughs> so they, um, my beloved grandparents, um, vacationed in Naples for many years, and we would come down over Christmas and spend time with them. Then when I graduated high school, um, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. They suggested they had moved from upstate New York to Naples. They suggested I come down, uh, spend some time with them. I enrolled in college down here and um, met uh, my then husband, my, my daughter's father there, who is then my husband, and uh, just stayed here. Yeah, yeah my, my grandparents have passed on. Uh, and now my daughter was born here in Naples. My grandchildren were born here in Naples. So we created two two more generations of Floridians. <laughs> nice. You don't miss the snow. Um, I I don't. I love the Florida weather. Uh, uh, you know, fortunate enough to be able to travel a little bit. So if I get that itch to go skiing or uh, the cold weather. We can do that and then come back home to the warm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I want to get back into your fishing experiences, especially around here. But I want to talk a little bit about your career as well, ah. because that's, that's a little bit unique for Yeah. Female. Yeah. <laughs> so I just retired in November um, after serving for 35 years wow. at the Collier County Sheriff's Office. Uh, I started out... Uh, 1987, uh, as a midnight shift 911 dispatcher, and uh, rose through the ranks, became the communications manager, the 911 director, um, and then uh, through a other series of, of assignments, the last 12 years of my career, I was chief wow. at the sheriff's office. So I was the, uh, the first uh, female chief in, in modern day times, um, and... Uh, served, uh, my focus was on community outreach, community engagement, and partnering with everyone in our community um, that wanted to join together in keeping our community safe. Um, so that, that was a great assignment. Great. Cool. Worked with some fabulous people, uh, great sheriffs, and um, looking forward to going back to work in June. So a little six-month retirement. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, um, I'm sure you've seen a lot of change over the years in Naples. 
I know. Last yes. time I, I drove through there, of course, this time of year, it's extra crazy. Crazy, <laughs> crazy traffic, yes. traffic. Yeah. Our number one complaint at the sheriff's yeah. office is the traffic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. very congested, yeah. but yeah. there's good reason. It's a absolutely beautiful place. It is. Visit. Everybody wants to live there. Uh, so, as you know, we're undergoing tremendous growth. This whole area, um, Fort Myers, Lee County, uh, certainly, too. Uh, you know, we're always on the, the the top list, number one or two of all the good things, uh, best beaches, best restaurants, best of this, best of that. Um, so everybody wants to live here. Yeah. Which <laughs> is great. Um, until you want to drive on the roads. Right. <laughs> exactly. Just a bicycle everywhere, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. So, so you've been down here. You've been fly fishing for seven years. Yes. Talk a little about fly fishing in this area. Like, <laughs> so, what, what do you do? So I have, I have to, you know, I'm the first one to admit in those seven years, I have not been, I have not taken advantage of this amazing saltwater fishery that we have here for a variety of reasons. Really got into the freshwater fishing. Mm-hmm. And my husband traveled, you know, immediately after he retired. He was a homicide detective. Mm-hmm. So he just wanted to go out west and de- decompress right. after all the things that he saw and had to do. So, um, you know, and, and I stayed there. I was busy working. Um, you know, our, our, our fishing season here that's most comfortable is really during the, the winter. And um, so, you know, it was during our busy season. Uh, so I... I ha- I have a lot of opportunity to learn about the saltwater fishery here. Gotcha. I've done some. I've caught redfish on the fly with a fly that I had tied nice. um, the night before, so that was awesome. Very cool. Um, and then I just had uh, an amazing experience in the Bahamas. Mm. Yes, uh, definitely. That, that was talk about that. yeah. So uh, Steve and I had an opportunity to go bone fishing in the Bahamas on Andros Island. Um, we went with a group from our local fly fishing club. Um, so it was me, my husband, and six other gentlemen. <laughs> so we, we were quite the, quite the group. We chartered a plane from Fort Lauderdale Executive Airport right into Fresh Creek, Andros. So that way we avoided the commercial flights of having to go to Nassau and then another flight over. Um, and we stayed at a great lodge it was all inclusive with the the guides and meals and lodging it was just amazing but it was i have to tell you it was really a very pivotal experience for me in my fly fishing career such as it is Uh, i had such anxiety about going because number one i i had very minimal saltwater experience Mm -hmm. I had heard, you know, that bone fishing was really tough, um, that they fight like heck, they, they run all the way to Cuba. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a lot of trepidation of anxiety about, am I going to be able to handle this? Um, the only female in the, the group. The only female in the group, although I, I knew the other gentlemen, but they were all, they're all master casters. Uh, they were, they're casting instructors, and, you know, my saltwater casting 
you know, I have a lot of opportunity to improve there. Um, you know, I know that it's always windy in the Bahamas. Mm. And our forecast for the week that we were there was you know, blowing 35 plus. And so I had a lot of anxiety about doing that. I had anxiety about you know, being out on a boat all day. Uh, you know, where, where, do, where do you pee? How do you pee? What do, you know, all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. I got all that figured out. Um, and I also knew that the guides there had a reputation of being very different than guides here in the States. Um, you know, the Bahamian people are, are just wonderful and they're, they're just very pleasant and, and they're, they're just great. But the guides there have a reputation of being a little tough and, uh, being very hands-off. They climb up on the polling platform and pretty much stay there. So you're on your own to, uh, tie on all your flies, which is, is great. Pick out all your own flies, get, get your, your fish off your line, all, all those things. And, um, so I, like I said, I, I had a lot of anxiety about yeah. it and even talked to my husband about, well, you know, maybe I, maybe I should go. Maybe I, you know, I, maybe this is not for me. Kind of that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. that, uh, a lot of, with us women feel that. I'd say everyone yeah. feels that at some point yeah. or another. Yeah. But he he said, you know, absolutely you can do this. He had been before. Um, and, uh, you know, I kind of had a talk with myself. I'm <laughs> about to be 66 years old next month. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. I am going to do this. And it turned out to be totally opposite of everything that I had feared. It, yes, it was very windy, but the guides, uh, the guys we had were awesome in positioning the boat to take advantage of the wind mm-hmm. rather than fight the wind. Yep. Um, they were, the guides were so helpful, um, and so welcoming and appreciated having a woman on, on board. And, you know, more than one said, you know, we love fishing with women because they'll listen to us. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I, I feel like I overcame my anxiety and I caught fish every day and improved my skill. By the end of the week, I, I definitely improved. Um, I caught a bonefish on my first cast. It's amazing. And brought yeah. them in. So uh, so I guess the, the, the moral to that story is, you know, just do it. Yep. Do it. Absolutely. Yep. That's a... It's a recurring theme on the podcast and, you know, stories shared is, you know, if you're scared, do it anyway. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And really that's how you grow, you know, you know, putting yourself out there and oftentimes our fear is just totally um, unwarranted. I mean, absolutely. You know, and, and. That's what, you know, kind of the purpose of the show is to share these exact stories to show, you know, inspire you listeners, just do it. I mean, what have you got to lose? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I can't wait to go back. We've, we've yeah. signed up to go back next December. And, you know, I was thinking the other day, uh, living in Naples, it took two and a half hours to drive over to Fort Lauderdale, get on the plane land the plane in Andros and be in the lodge. So in two and a half hours, I can be 
in the Bahamas bone fishing from my living room. You know? awesome. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> What a dream. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and to get one on your first cast. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, I think I ended up getting the biggest bonefish of, of the trip, oh, too. Nice. I was like a nine and a half pounder. Wow. It's a good, good That's size. That's a good size yes. bonefish. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Well, thank you for sharing that, that recent story, and hopefully that will be an inspiration for somebody listening. I know it will be. Um, so yeah, like we said, just, just get out there, do it, do it scared. And, you know, you'll have memories that will last a lifetime. Absolutely. More than likely you'll want to get right back out there and do it again. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, so before I, I let you go, we got a couple more things I want to touch on, but we first met at the Redfish Roadie Road Trip, which I talk about often on the show because it was such a great experience. And a big reason why I now come back down to Florida every chance I get, but especially over the winter. And I'm excited to continue to expand on my fishing experiences down here. Um, Just last Friday, Debbie took me, Captain Debbie Hansen took me out and showed me some freshwater areas. Oh, man, you could not have had a better person to do that. absolutely. And, yeah, we, you know, the cold front was just, I mean, literally that day, the temps were dropping in the afternoon and we got out there and still caught fish and uh got my first peacock bass i'm so happy for you that is definitely on my list we weren't unnecessarily expecting it to happen because they don't like cold weather Uh, but debbie you know put me on them she found them and and wasn't the biggest peacock bass in the world but it was a peacock bass and um, congratulations thank you and then unexpectedly I caught a bowfin, which we were large bass fishing. And Debbie said, we have never seen a bowfin in this particular body of water. So it was a surprise Uh, to all of us. I didn't even know it was. (laughs) So thankfully, Debbie was with me. To To idea. Yeah, exactly. So that was super fun. But, But yeah, no, I love Florida. And that Redfish Roadie Road Trip was such a pivotal moment for me yeah to come down here and, and experience and meet all these awesome ladies in naples and marco island and um so yeah we we got to meet at that yeah, event that was a great event so the um i, I think the focus of the tour was to do um uh, casting mm-hmm. uh, certification mm-hmm. uh, so my daughter jess and i signed up and that's where i got my my bronze casting um, and it was evaluated by, you know, Heather Hudson and uh, Jen Ripple. It's like, oh, my gosh, talk about fangirling. That was just three years ago. And we were just we were just in awe that we were, you know, even rubbing shoulders with, with those two just icons of, of the industry. And then they asked us to join them for dinner at the house that... Uh, you were staying out yes. on Marco Island. So yeah, Jess and I uh, drove down to Marco Island and, you know, we were just sitting there and there's a Jen Ripple and her mom, mm-hmm. who she was just awesome. And Heather and her mom. And um, you weren't there yet because okay. you came in a little bit later because you had quite the adventure oh, yes. that day. <laughs> uh, the epic day. Yes. And uh, Katie Putterball from Alaska was yep. there. Um she does phenomenal hardcore fishing in Alaska. Yes, she yeah. does. And, um, and then a short while later, 
in walks Jessica Haydall, who is to me is like the the most prominent female sports water sports photographer one of the, one of the in the only, world. Maybe the yes. only full time. There may be more now, yeah. but at the time she was the only full time. Oh my gosh, female. she was just incredible. All all these women. And then you came in a little bit later because you you got delayed on your uh, on your your, your fishing trip there. Yeah. But you had a great story to tell, and we were so glad that you that you made it because yes. stranded on Jewel Key. Yes, for those of you that yeah. remember that story. Yeah. <laughs> and I could just remember sitting at the the dining room table, and you everybody's in the kitchen, and you were relating the story of survival. <laughs> The way you told that story, it was just, it was so funny and yet so compelling and like, so, oh my God. And we just had the best time it was and, and I really time. appreciated the, the opportunity to just hang out with, with you guys that night. That was so much fun. Was that the same night that we did the, uh, charades, the fly fishing charades? No, 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 okay. no, no, we missed that. It was that. at that house, Yeah, it must have been a different night. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, re- I remember just you know, sitting there going, oh, my gosh, I'm, you know, we are not worthy. Felt like Wayne's World. I'm not worthy. Um, and then uh, either Jen or Heather's mom made this amazing cheese bread. Mm. It was just yes. incredible. And we had this yeah. huge spread. And, uh, I can't remember which one. I think it was Jen's mom Jen's that made mom. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Was my adopted mom there? Sharon, was she there, too? She might have bowed out at some point. I don't remember. Uh, okay, yeah. she's, like, best friends with Jen's mom. Okay. And so for part of the trip, she came with us. Okay. And she became my adopted mom Aww. on the trip. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, I need yeah. to see if I can get in touch with her while we're down here. She, yeah, I think her house got hit pretty Oof. bad. She's in Northport. Oh, and, uh, yeah. yeah. So they kind of live was like ground zero family. Yeah. Yep. To, to message her, yeah. but uh, so yeah, so that was uh, that was in October of 2019, and little did we know, just a couple of months later, the, the whole world would change. Yes, but uh, yeah, those were the good old days. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So so fortunate, you know. And I thought about that several times throughout the pandemic, like how yeah. fortunate we were to have had that experience yeah. before all that happened. Absolutely. There was a lot I missed out on, you know, after that happened. Like, just Jessica Haydall was going to be doing this women's content. Yes, yes. Thing. She had talked about it. Yep. She, like, she so was, was, like, like uh, sign me up. It. Yeah. yeah. I was, like, sign me yep. up. And then that ended up getting canceled because yeah. of everything. And I think you had just started dabbling into podcasting. That so I've been doing it since 2018. Okay. So year before. Okay. But wanting to grow and get more yeah, into, yeah. Like, you know, video and get video content. Yeah. You really yeah. catapulted into the stratosphere yeah. soon after that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and, and big thanks to that trip because I met so many amazing ladies and I featured a lot of them on the show. Yeah. It's taken too long to get you uh, on, but I'm glad, I'm glad Debbie Hansen suggested you the other day. Uh, I'm like, yes, we did Debbie. why haven't we had her on yet? <laughs> wow. So I'm so thankful it worked out. And when you have a little break in your, your schedule yeah. So, yeah. to come up here and 
meet at the studio. Yes. Which is great. We'll have to get a photo for yeah. everybody we can put on the website. Yeah. And um, do you have anything upcoming? Any trips coming up? Yeah. So Steve and I are going out to visit my parents on the Olympic Peninsula in the end of January. It's my birthday and my dad's birthday are like two days apart. So uh, we want to try to um, do some, uh, I'd love to do some uh, spay cast fishing. Ah, have you ever uh, done that? I have not. Okay. I've done some trout spay in uh, northern Idaho. But you know, I want to do like the real deal, like on on the hoe or or something out there. So we're we're trying to find a a guide for out there, and then um, soon after that, we'll go back up to Georgia and do fishing. And uh, we're going to be doing some uh, pheasant hunting mm. in North Georgia uh, in the afternoon and fishing in the uh, morning. So a little cast and blast. Nice. Have uh, you ever done pheasant hunting before? Have not. Okay. Have not. So uh, excited to do that. Right. And um, and then we are heading out because I'm going back to work in June and won't be able to do my, our, my regular Western tour with Steve. We're going to do um, a little bit early. We're going to go out west. Uh, we want to fish um, uh, Thermopolis on the, um, the Bighorn in Wyoming in the spring for the runoff. Uh, I know we're taking a chance with, you know, how fishing will be, how the weather will be, but we really want to do some uh, some runoff, spring nice. runoff fishing out west. So we'll, we'll do Wyoming, Montana. Um, we love Dutch John, Utah on the Green River. So we'll probably go over there. Cool. Yeah. Well, and then head back and go back to work. Yeah. Well, you got to go when you have the opportunity. Yes. So hopefully everything will line up and yeah. conditions will be great. Um, pheasant hunting. I've done several episodes here recently on pheasant hunting. Uh-huh. So you have to go back and listen. I had uh, Melissa Bachman on the show okay. yeah. from Winchester Deadly Passion. Um, she lives in South Dakota, which is kind of the mecca yeah. for pheasant hunting. So, um, and I think I've had a couple others on recently. So definitely ah, yeah. to check yeah. out and prepare you for that yes. trip. Yeah. Uh, anxious to do a little crossover with some, uh, some feather harvesting yeah. and fly tying yeah, with the cool. with the pheasants. Cool. So that's, yeah. Maybe you'll catch some on your new flies when you go out west. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Full circle. Yeah. That would be awesome. Exactly. Uh, Very cool. Well, yeah. it sounds like you got a lot of exciting adventures. Do you do a lot of like posting on social media where people can follow along? Yeah, or? I do. I do. Uh, my handle on Instagram is at uh, Chief Spell S P E L L. And you can find me on, on Facebook, uh, Stephanie Spell. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I'd love, love for uh, everybody to follow along. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming Thanks, out this Andy. afternoon. It's a beautiful day. It is. And, and I love your new addition, Lakeland. Oh. oh, she's <laughs> so beautiful. You all might have heard her yelp in the background yeah. a couple of times, but yeah, yeah she's, she's precious. And it's good to meet Sophie, too. Yeah. Yeah. She's precious as yes, well. Yes, absolutely. Good big sister. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. All right. Thanks, Angie.